Winter is coming. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to Winter Odyssey Journeys Through the Cold, a new weekly series from the Adventure Games Podcast where we journey to some of the coldest and most remote locations in the world through adventure and narrative games set in these locations, all in the safety and warmth of our own homes. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everyone is well and warm. And a few weeks ago, we were in the Arctic, Alaska, Greenland, and Canada. And now this week, we will be traveling to Scandinavia and Nordic countries. We will also be journeying to uh, fantasy locations based on some of these Nordic and Scandinavian countries. And we'll be dealing with Nordic and Scandinavian mythology. So wrap up warm, get your hot chocolate, hot cocoa, beverage of choice, and light of fire and journey as we travel to Scandinavia and the Nordic countries. The first place that we're going to visit is Iceland, one of the coldest countries in the world in winter. And the first game that I'm going to talk about is Island of Winds. Ég hef búið á eyjunni æfi langt. Hér kynntist ég bæði fegurð og grimmt. Hjakk á hóriminni og auðug þóttist er aðra fann. En skjótt skipast veður í lofti. Dulin öfl. Myrkur ristir láð og lög og raskar heimsins ró. Eigi má sköpum renna. Island of Winds is set in a fantastical version of 17th century Iceland. And in this game, you play as, and I'm going to butcher this name, so apologies in advance. You play as Brynhildur, the balance keeper. Now, in this game... Uh, your homestead is attacked and you must journey to find out what happened and you must go on a journey of self-discovery. Now, this game draws upon its nature, folklore and history. So the gameplay, the developers say, involves a rich story, extensive lore and intriguing puzzles, as well as legendary creature spellcasting and a special focus on empathy encounters. So uh, you will explore these landscapes, which will be 
uh, varied to from seashore to icy paths. So I don't know how much of this game will have a winter setting, uh, but there will be icy paths. So I'm sure that there will be some winter cold setting. Uh, it will be uh, a magical and mysterious landscape, and it will be set in sun and rain. Uh, there's It's an open world game, and in this game as well, you'll be meeting mythical and magical beasts inspired by Icelandic folktore, and you need to discover what is plaguing the cr- creatures of this island and help them. In this game, you will also wield a staff of balance, and what you need to do is you need to craft spells to help the creatures and calm hostile adversaries. So what I like about this game, it's not released yet. Uh, I haven't played a demo, but what I do like is you, you're not killing enemies. Instead, you are healing them, uh, which is um, a nice pacifist way to play a game, which is different to most other games. And the developers promise an emotional storyline uh, that we will follow Burn. Brynhildur's journey as she sets to find her clan and it also explores themes of self-doubt, violence, regret and empathy through her story and the secrets that she revealed throughout the game. The Islanders also keep their own secrets and you'll be able to learn more of their life, loss and love. Uh, so this game, it looks great from the trailer. A um, lot of things that I really like about this game I don't know much about Iceland so this game I'm sure will help us learn more about its history and its mythology and its people uh, as well. And uh, yeah, so as I said, I don't know how much of a winter setting it will have, but it is set in what is usually a cold country. Um, So I'm sure there'll be some some snowy or some icy uh, parts of in this game. Uh, It's not out yet. It is from Parity Games, who are developing this game. No release date has been announced as far as I know, but you can wishlist this game on Steam, and uh, I'll be, I'm sure we'll be talking more about this on the podcast, so uh, keep an ear out on it. That uh, name again is Island of Winds. Staying in Iceland, the next game I'm going to talk about is The Fidelio Incident. That's just a little turbulent. Why are you so nervous, love? I, I don't know. I didn't sleep well last night. Sally! Put your seatbelt on. No, 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 no. Calm down. Stanley? Stanley? Are you there? You must have picked up. Christ, I hope you can hear me. I'm still in the plane. My leg gets trapped. I can't move. Stanley, I don't know where I am. Lena! Okay. She's still alive. Stanley, 
see the locked box. It's empty. The crash must have broke open. All the information. My diary. You have to find him. You have to find everything. If anyone comes, Stanley. If anyone comes, they can't find out who we are. So the main character of the Fidelio incident and myself have a couple of similarities. We're both Irish and we both travel to Iceland. Thankfully, that's where the similarities end. As in this game, the character was involved in a plane crash on his way to Iceland. Thankfully, my journey was more peaceful. I did not have a plane crash. Everything went well. And this main character, Stanley, uh, has a violent past that must remain hidden as he seems to be part or was part of the IRA. I have had a peaceful past and I am not and never was part of the IRA, I can assure people uh, listening. So in this game, at a Fidelio incident, it's a single player first person trailer set off the coast of Iceland. As I mentioned, you play as Stanley, you and your wife are on a plane to Iceland, but it crashes. And after the plane crash, Stanley must search this desolate frozen landscape in search of his wife, Leonor, while covering up any traces of their bloody Irish past. Thankfully, rescue help is on the way, but the past must remain hidden. They can't find out who we are. So there you have it. You must survive. You must find your wife, uh, but also keep your past hidden. Uh, the developers have said that inspirations include Dear Esther, Gone Home, and Firewatch, as well as dark character dramas like Homeland Lost and The Americans. Another interesting thing about this game is that it is inspired by Beethoven's only opera, Fidelio. Uh, I can't say I'm too similar or too familiar with this myself, but uh, I think it's, there aren't too many games, as far as I know, inspired by operas. So I think that uh, this is an interesting part of this game. So Stanley is played by Glenn Kyo, who is known for Transformers, Age of Extinction, Once Upon a Time, and Sons of Anarchy. He was born in Ireland, so uh, at least we know that the acting, the accent will be authentic. And Leonor is played by Bess Harrison, who is in The Temple and Memory. This game is about two and a half hours long. It is available on Steam. And uh, I haven't had a chance to play it myself yet, but I hope to do so very, very soon. Uh, a lot of things that I like. I love good walking simulators. Uh, this story seems interesting. And of course, the Irish connection. I will hopefully be reviewing this game on the podcast very very soon but you can check it out yourself if you want a good cold game to play during the winter months that game again is the fidelio incident and it's available right now on steam and staying in iceland still this is a little bit of a cheat but i'm going to talk very very briefly about indiana jones and the fate of atlantis Doctor, what do you expect to find here? The secret of Hyperborea. That's what the Greeks called Iceland, you know. You've read how they sailed north to a fog-shrouded land and how they never set foot upon it. Ha! After traveling thousands of miles, mere fog wouldn't turn them back. Some idiots claim they've ever paled by ghosts. Puppycock, you know what actually stopped them, Sean? 
No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. We were stopped by a force field put here by beings not of this earth. Hmm, that's fascinating, Doctor. Yes, in Fate of Atlantis, you go not once, but twice to Iceland. First of all, in the game, uh, Iceland was where the Jastro expedition took place, where uh, Indiana Jones worked as a field supervisor. Uh, Sophia Hapgood, for the game, uh, recovered the necklace of Nurabsal, and in the game itself, Indiana Jones and Sophia Hapgood went to meet with Dr. Bjorn Hemdal uh, to look for uh, pieces of the lost dialogue of Plato, and I see that Bjorn Hemdal is trying to release an eel figurine. He's uh, using a pickaxe. Uh, he sends him to speak to other people. They come back the second time, and wouldn't you know it, Hamdal has frozen to death. Well, he's frozen solid, at least. Um, so, definitely cold atmosphere there. Again, it's very, very brief, our stay in Iceland for this game. But I just thought I'd mention it, uh, because it, um, yeah, character literally freezes to death in this game. Um, so, if you wanted to find a cool atmospheric game, uh, you could uh, do probably with uh, Indiana Jones Fate of Atlantis. The rest of the game, most of it, you do go to sunnier locations. But yeah, there is Iceland in Fate of Atlantis. And I'm sure we'll probably be talking about this in more detail. Uh, I would like to do a, a retrospective of this game, LucasArts Games as well. So maybe do more about that in the future. Next, we travel to Finland as we find out more about the Sami culture in Skabma Snowfall. Älä Ellen aika kollan trumpu chaskima dandolla kattis. Vivchi jo aiki kolla tanfas. So you heard the Sami language being spoken in that trailer. 
as this game, Scabma Snowfall, is entirely in the Sami language. Uh, and that's one of the very good things about this game. So in this game, you play as... And again, I am so sorry for the really bad pronunciation of this game, of this name, but Aliu, who is a young Sab- Sami, who is a reindeer herder by day, uh, one of the reindeer escapes and he goes after him. Uh, and then he finds out that there has been an accident and there's a, a disease that is spreading across the area and it's it's affecting everyone. It's affecting the land, the people and the uh, and the animals. And it's really, really strange stuff that is happening. So you have to find out what is happening. You have to save uh, the other characters, save your family, meet one or two other characters and explore. And also, well, use your drum, which I will talk a little bit about uh, just this moment but um first of all some key things about this game now i played this game last year i really enjoyed it overall and i also interviewed the developers which you can check out on the link below if you haven't already uh so first of all this uh uh in this game it talks about the northernmost indigenous people of uh, europe the sami people and you will find out more about their mythology of well about their culture uh, and about um, about their history in a very fun, interactive way. And as part of the culture uh, in this game, to help us, we need to find four familiar spirits. And those spirits are the Skuolfi, which is the owl, Guozza, the bear, Kamsa, the trout, and Rebum, the fox. And then we use their abilities. So, for example, with the owl, we can fly. Uh, with the bear, we can use a strength to get past some places that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And it can also help us um, help us resolve this issue to cure the people of this disease and fight it back. The, the interesting thing about the gameplay is it's not really an action game. You you don't you use your drum uh, and uh, the powers of the spirits and you can first of all you can use a drum and exploration because what i did get lost in this game there's no real map and the developer said that uh they wanted you to uh use landmarks uh in the locations much like sammy people did uh so that can help you immerse yourself in this game which it did but now i'm very bad at joking i got lost but the drum it will show footsteps and it will help you it will help guide you near uh, to the locations as well where you're supposed to go. There are some enemies that you need to use the drums and with the rhythm you can fight the enemies away. There was one scene where one, shall I say, boss fight you have to escape and use the drum. I did find it a bit challenging, um, but again, people who are used to more action-oriented games might not have as much of an issue uh, with it but I thought it was it was fun overall and then there's some environmental puzzles that you have to again figure out where to go and then how to get to certain places and using the abilities of the animals and using the drum as well which will help you get uh, to these places. Um, it's not really open world but it's semi-open world and um, there are some parts that are that are full of snow and ice but not a whole lot most of the game is um actually non-snowy effect but i just thought i'd mention it because there are some uh snowy locations as well um and yeah also because i would i would recommend this game overall i did do a full review last year 
but if you are interested in this game, it is available for consoles and on Steam. Uh, the game again is Scabma Snowfall, and I recommend for people to check it out. Sticking with Nordic mythology, uh, Roki is the next game that I will be talking about. They said they were just stories. They said there was nothing out here. There's no such thing as monsters. So Roki is definitely one of the most wintry games that I have played um, as it's full of snow-capped and icy locations and it is perfect to play, especially in winter. Uh, so in, in Roki, in Roki, Roki, in Roki, this, uh, it's never really clear where exactly it's set, but it is based on Nordic mythology. Uh, you play as a young girl called Tove. Again, apologies for my pronunciation. Uh, who has a younger brother? Um, there, your f- mother has died before this game happened, and your father is in a deep depression. And you are in uh, a, a base, well, a hut basically by the lake, and um, a big monster then attacks the house and the father, who is just he's not really functioning. He's still living in the past he's sitting in his chair you can't wake him up uh but the your brother has been taken by this uh big giant yeti type monster so it's up to you tove to go on this journey and try and rescue your brother and maybe help your father along the way as well uh now in this game there is you there is a lot of exploration there are some puzzles to solve and similar to Skabma Snowfall you have to make friends with uh, these Nordic mythological creatures and gain their abilities you have to help to heal them solve some mysteries and then find out what is going on what has happened to your brother and first of all it looks absolutely beautiful it is like a like a painting uh, every scene and it's a joy to play and to explore um and it's it it really is uh really nice to play there's it's not a platformer but there are some sections where you have to seek some uh some hidden items uh there are some riddles you have to solve from the ancients from the mythological creatures you have to do some climbing 
um and it's uh it's it's yeah it is a huge amount of fun and it is quite emotional time especially towards the end there are some sections uh where i did well up a little bit uh so a couple of issues first of all main issues there are no manual saves now it is the game does save when you leave a location uh when you go to a new screen but there was one section in particular uh that it 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 didn't save and it's a long section and there was a bug in this section as well so i did have to replay the section a lot quite a few times and if the game had manual saves it would have been far far better but still this was one of my favorite games of the year it was released which was 2020 um don't think anything else happened that year did it um but yeah no, overall it is a joy to play learn more about uh, nordic mythological uh, well mythology and uh very emotional story as well now as you heard from the trailer there's no real uh speech there is acting there is voice acting but they just it's kind of like a made-up language with some subtitles um i'm guessing the uh the developers probably didn't have enough of budget to get them to say all these words um but it still worked i think it was still quite cute listening to these sounds coming from their mouths um and uh and yeah definitely recommend it so the game is roki it's available pretty much everywhere it's on steam it's on pc it's on switch and it's on consoles and it oh yeah it is also from uh developed by polygon treehouse and published by united label and ci games and now we go to the nordic archipelago and on the border of sweden uh and i want to talk about a game that hasn't been released yet but it looks very interesting to me and the game is the MS Cornelia 2 Incident. And this game, as I said, hasn't been released yet, but it is in development. And it, it looks like a retro game. It looks like a game that would have been released in the 80s, possibly 90s, by probably Sierra. And I um, just wanted to mention it very briefly. Uh, in this game, uh, it is set in the Nordic archipelago. A man wakes up without any memories of where he is, what happened to him, or who he is. A cell phone gives off a flashing green light, revealing itself in the snow close to him. It will become vital when gathering his past memories, figuring out what is going on, and making decisions on what he must do. So this is set on a cold, barren landscape uh, somewhere in the Nordic archipelago. Uh, the developer describes it as a mystery point-and-click game with a focus on puzzle solving. So anyone who is lamenting the fact that a lot of games are very easy nowadays and not many puzzles, not many games with a lot of puzzles. This game should hopefully be right up your alley. A developer says that this game consists of regular elements of adventure gaming, such as exploring surroundings and using combining items. That they say as well that the original aspect of the game is collecting memory fragments and clues in your surroundings to help puzzle together your past in a room set in your mind. Uh, so this combines retro handmade pixel art with a more modern UI, challenging logical and lateral thinking puzzles, and one to two hours of gameplay. And from the screenshots, I don't believe it was a trailer yet, but from the screenshots, again, it is on a very snowy, cold, barren, desolate isle in the middle of winter and the middle of the night, it seems. So it can't get colder. Well, it can't get much colder. Um, so it seems to be hopefully a very nice game to play over the winter months especially. I don't know when it's going to be out. There's no release date that I know yet. It's from Matthias Eckebaum and it's going to be published by OK Boom. So you can wishlist it on Steam and uh, we will hopefully 
let you know as soon as it is released. So uh, looking forward to checking this out. And again, the MS Cornelia 2 incident. And finally, we go to Denmark for our final game in this episode. And I'm going to be talking about Gerda, A Flame in Winter, and a little bit about its DLC Gerda Leva story. So Gerda is set in February 1945. Um, it is set in Denmark. It's uh, occupied by the Nazis. And you play as, not surprisingly, Gerda, uh, who is a nurse. You're married to a young man named Anders. You're both in your 20s. And Denmark has been occupied by the Nazis for the last couple of years. It's coming towards the end of the war, but still, it, it's still occupied. And um, you, uh, you're you living your life. Um, and the first thing, it's a choice-based game. And the first choice you have to make, uh, you um, a, a Nazi soldier comes in injured with people in the, in the Nazi army. Uh, he is very seriously injured. They demand and insist that you help him, up, practically at gunpoint. But the doctor, who is a very staunch Danish nationalist, is refusing. Uh, so you first choice is, do you help the Nazi or do you refuse to treat him? Now, whatever choice you make will have consequences. Um, and then during the game... Your husband, Anders, has been arrested. This isn't a spoiler. It happened very early in the game. Your husband, Anders, has been arrested. Uh, the uh, Nazis say that he is a collaborator, that he's part of the resistance. You are shocked to hear this. And so you spend the rest of the game trying to set him free. And that is your ultimate objective in Gerda Aflame in Winter. Uh, how you go about this now is... Uh, is pretty much the whole game so as i said it's a choice-based game you have some moral dilemmas difficult decisions you have to choose first of all how you respond to to people uh you also have to choose who you talk to where to go and who can possibly help you to release um anders so do you go with the resistance or do you try and uh appeal to the nazis themselves or do you try uh, for ask for help from a Danish industrialist who is working with the Nazis, but is also a friend of yours and your family's as well. Now, a few things that are very interesting. I love this game, by the way, uh, but a few things that I really liked about this game. First of all, um, as Gerda, uh, Gerda has um, mo Gerda's mother is Danish and she's a nationalist, and her father is German, part of the German army. So this causes some conflict between the two. So you can use both to your advantage, and you can. It depends on your e allegiance. Now you never, as far as I know, go full Nazi. But you can have some sort of sympathy with some of the German soldiers in this game as well. Uh, or you don't, and also with uh, with resistance, um, you can support them or not, depending on the choices that you make. Um, the I thought the writing was excellent. Uh, the, the choices you have to make are really, really difficult and really heart wrenching. Uh, but I love the character of Gerd and all of the characters in this game. It is one of the best written games that I have played in a long, long time. It is absolutely fantastic with great characterization. There is, uh, I, I love the location. We, I haven't played many games uh, set in Denmark. I didn't know much about this history or this part of history in Denmark. Um, and I learned a lot about that as well. Um, also gameplay wise, 
there are similarities with Disco Elysium, uh, but the developer told me that this game was made before they found out about Disco Elysium, so it is a coincidence. Um, so it's it's kind of like an RPG, but RPG light. Um, you have um, uh, so you have compassion, insight, and wit. Uh, so these are your personality points, and then depending on decisions you make. You increase in some of these and you can use these then in the dialogue choices um, so you can get special actions, uh, so you can get people's trust or you can uh, get past some guards maybe, say, if you have uh, increased your, um, for example, your wit, uh, you can use that in conversation. So that's just one example um and uh the, the choices also feel like they matter for the most part there there are some places so there's for example there's a um you have four locations you can do possibility four locations you can go to you only have time to go to two places where do you go and then once you go to these places how do you approach situations and also there might be some other things that uh will interrupt you in your uh, goal to uh, release your husband. Other things crop up that you uh, might choose to do instead. Uh, you might help the resistance more, and they said it might help you, or maybe not. Uh, don't want to give too many spoilers away. It also looks fantastic. Um, every I said about Roki, every scene looked uh, like a, a painting. This is also similar. It, honestly, I don't know any game that looks like this. It's... Um, it, it's really quite spectacular. It's from an isometric point of view as well. And then the camera will zoom in at times. And also, yes, this is a winter setting. This being Denmark in February. Um, and I loved the uh, winter setting. Uh, Gerda goes with a scarf and a big coat around her as well. And um, and yeah, it's uh, I overall, I love this game. It took me uh, about... 12 hours to play this game so long enough um but i really really loved the story i love this game one slight not issue that i had but the choices do seem to matter overall during the game but then at the end of the game there was a situation uh, again without spoilers where it is you could still help some people even though i wasn't helping them during the game and i did feel like well why would i want to help them now and it did feel like okay this will converge up to this point um, again, not a big issue. I still really, really enjoyed it. And um, and yeah, it's a very real game, part of our history. And the game doesn't shy away from the history either. It doesn't shy away from either the, the Nazis or some of the atrocities that they committed without being gratuitous, um, you know, without trying to be controversial. This it just feels real. Um, <clears throat> and yeah. Uh, yeah, they also uh, released a DLC earlier this year, earlier 2023, Gerda Leva story, um, where you play as Leva, who is a resistance leader, who we meet in Gerda, a flame in winter. And um, yeah, so this is shorter, but still it's long enough. It uh, it, it took me a few hours. Um, don't see how, how long it took me here yet, but it took me a few hours. Not as long as Gerda, flame in winter. And uh, it's it's more of a violent game this time because uh, you are Leva. It's not an action game. Your character doesn't die in either game, but based on your choices, other people around you can die or you can help them based on choices that you make. So this game is a bit diff different because you are a staunch resistance leader. You are a staunch nationalist. You don't have this conflict of German and Danish 
but you do have choices on how to interact with the other characters, how to treat your team, the resistance uh, people, and how you deal with uh, Nazi soldiers um, that you meet as well. And also fantastic game, just like the first Gerda, very well written um, and really, really good. I would highly recommend getting both of these games, Gerda, Flame and Winter and Leave a Story. Um, you can get these on a bundle on Steam, and they're also available on consoles. Uh, it's by the game was by Porta Play and published by Dontnod, who uh, of course were um, the developers of Life is Strange One and Two, and Tell Me Why, which which I spoke about a few weeks ago. And so that is it for this week's episode of Winter Odyssey: Journeys Through the Cold. We have certainly been journeying through the cold uh, today. In Scandinavia and Nordic countries, we've been to Iceland and Denmark and we've discovered about Nordic mythology. So I hope uh, these games will be of interest to you. Again, there's a variety of games that hopefully you will like. Um, some of the games on the list that I've spoken about today. And uh, so from Scandinavia next week, we will be traveling to Eastern Europe and we will be, once again, we will be investigating uh, disappearance, uh, disappearances, investigating historical mystery uh, taking place in World War II and following a young lawyer across a fictional uh, version of um, uh, Russia. Um, wonder which game that that is. All I know is that she is on her way to look for a place called Siberia. So we'll be talking a little bit more about those games uh, as we journey through uh, through Eastern Europe next week. So until then, I hope you stay warm, stay well, and hope you have the fire lighting and a warm beverage of your choice as well. And I will speak to you next week. So take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are an adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you